0: An important issue in the supply chain in healthcare is how it responds to changing circumstances. A crisis in 2001 provides a powerful illustration.
1: During 2001 the issue of uh, single-use instruments became uh, a key critical and urgent issue that the NHS uh, presented us with. Um, It came from uh, some research that was uh, published that suggested that variant CJD uh, was not able to be sterilized and therefore, um, it wasn't, sorry, wouldn't be eliminated from sterilization and therefore standard instruments, once they've been sterilized, would still carry the prion. This led to a, um, uh, an edict from government basically that surgeons had to use their instruments only once. Now, In that time for tonsils and adenoids, which is the particular condition that was being discussed, we were selling instruments for that condition that would be used over a period of 20 years because they were made to last for 20 years. And as such were highly engineered, very sophisticated instruments, uh, retailing at a cost that would be unsustainable when you want to use several thousand of these in a year, which the NHS would want to. They'd want to use about 75,000 in a year. So that suddenly presented with a challenge that they asked us to work with them on in terms of hey how quickly can you develop something that is actually far more disposable. Now yes, overnight you can't just develop a new instrument set. Um, however, what we could do was work on our current instrument set so that they weren't quite so um, highly engineered and were far, therefore could bring down our costs significantly without compromising quality. Um, and there was a range of about 20 instruments that we had to do that with very very quickly because uh, patients, they had to stop all operations until industry found a way through this.
2: There were initial problems in terms of the supply of products because suddenly you had all the acute units in the area for approximately 75,000 tonsillectomies requiring the same sets of single use instruments and we we definitely saw the effects there of of tremendous supply issues. That may have in some cases had an effect on, on waiting lists perhaps.
0: What this meant was that instruments which previously were in use for many years could only be used once. Clearly, this was unsustainable. But not everyone had problems with single-use instruments.
3: In fact, it didn't cause my uh, department any problems by moving over to disposable uh, ton instruments because uh, what that meant was that they were supplied into the trust in a pre-sterile form. So they were supplied from the manufacturer supplier directly to the theatres who would then use the equipment. So to a certain extent that then reduced the amount of work that we were actually um, undertaking for that uh, theatre.
0: In fact, the move to disposable products wasn't just an emergency reaction to the crisis. It had been long discussed.
3: The industry is tending to move more into disposable products um, is because of the um, some of the problems that hospitals are facing now with decontamination. A hospital has to supply a product, after use it has to reprocess it and bring it through cleaning, sterilization and present it back to the next user in a clean and sterile condition. The regulations have always been in place but they're now tightening these regulations. They're having to uh, validate this process. This process, in its uh, by definition, requires um, uh, a high degree of a, quite a complex unit to clean it and bring it back round, and costs a considerable amount of money. It's therefore in the uh, the customer is, is prepared to take an instrument at um, at a cost which is beneficial to him, where he can uh, then use the instrument once the instrument is guaranteed clean and sterile, after use he disposes of it, and the next time he does that procedure he starts with a new instrument, a validated product. I
2: suppose you could argue that in the ideal world everything should be single use, because there's no problems then of fatigue and breakage of the implant, there's no question of disease transmission, etc, etc. But obviously we must draw a balance. Uh, I mean, saw blades and um, drill bits the items used most of all by orthopaedic surgeons, and um, they have, you know, a finite lifespan. Um, the manufacturers will probably tell you once or twice. But we would be told by our colleagues in CSSD ten, fifteen times. Um, There's it, a balance between the two. Um, recent headlines with potential for disease transmission has changed things a little bit, and they've gone the whole way for single-use items only. Um, That may be the way forward, I don't know. But the question is, can a disposable plastic instrument perform the same function?
3: Typically this is a a single-use surgical instrument made out of a, a lightweight polymer material. It has very high strength properties. Clearly there's no corrosion problem with it. It's a lightweight material. We believe that compared to a stainless steel material, a surgeon will, will enjoy using this because of the properties, because of its lightweight properties. And the reproduction on it is very good. We can reproduce this thousands and thousands of times. The same instrument comes out of a mold. We're not getting high wear rates on molds as we do with metal industry. Using uh, polymers in our industry is something of a new revelation. Uh, In principle, we are metal manufacturers. We manufacture with titanium, stainless steels, cobalt chromes. By definition, these materials are expensive. We're now looking to move on to plastics or polymers, which are new to the industry. Surgeons are not used to using these. However, we believe in some instances, that a surgeon will be quite receptive to them because of their lighter weight, because of their guaranteed uniformity. Typically here we have a tonsil snare, which, which is a, a high quality product. This is designed to guillotine the tonsil from a patient in a very clean and efficient way. The fact that it's made out of a polymer will make absolutely no difference to the functionality of the product.
2: Well, I think for me as a surgeon, as long as the instrument does the same job as one before, probably none. I think in terms of the NHS, to be able to increase cost, because you have to find new materials for these instruments to be design, research, etc., etc. So there needs to be work between the surgeons and the manufacturers to make sure what they're making is what we want. So that'll go back and forth a few times.
0: The traditional supply chain looks at products from cradle to grave, and with single-use products, there's an acute problem with disposal.
3: Well, it's a good question: how do you dispose of these types of uh, plastic instruments? And it's it's a question that we have to answer to our customers as to how they dis how they um, dispose of it, because of course we're all living in this world environment where we must. Um, take care that we're not polluting the atmosphere. The bottom line is that these types of uh, polymers, in fact, when they're destroyed through correct incineration, are less toxic than burning wooden products. So we don't have any major concerns about the disposal of such a product. In fact, in hospitals of today, they're disposing of vast quantities of this type of product anyway in a day-to-day basis. I doubt that we'll ever see the day where all instruments are made out of plastics. However, material technology is moving all the time and um, tomorrow we may have materials that are capable, that have the strength and capability of steels which can be injection molded at low cost. But um, certainly, In the near future, there's a lot of mileage to be taken for producing low-cost product out of polymers, out of plastic materials, to compete in the marketplace with stainless steels.